We'd like to welcome you back to our study on the 19 ways they are trying to kill us, red level alert. This will be the last part, and we've actually covered all the 19 ways. And this is going to be kind of a bonus section. Uh, our final part, and it's been a real wild and woolly ride. Not a fun ride, but very wild and woolly. And uh, this one is going to be entitled The Fraud and Evil of the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Uh, I have this, I actually printed this out, and I've given this to a couple people locally that I know that are call themselves Christians. And, you know, when I see them wearing the ultra pink garb, saying they're, they're you know, obviously showing their support for the Susan G. Komen. I, I noticed the National Football League and the college teams and many of the sporting teams now, they're sporting like hot pink socks or hot, hot pink sweatbands and showing their support for good old Susan G. Komen. And it really, man, does it anger me when I see that. I, I went by a place the other day, and they, um, if Mike and Dee are listening to this, the next to their office locally, they're the Christians that were instrumental in me getting up here to North Carolina. Um, and next to them, there's a, a haircutting place. And it was, it was entitled something like The Cut for the Cure. And, well, I'll just get into this information and you be the judge. You be the judge. Uh, I just can't stand it when something that's pure evil is called good. And it's called good by Christians, in particular. That really gets me fired up. Uh... Anyway, it starts out by saying, I consider the Susan G. Komen Foundation to be a disingenuous fraud for raising hundreds of millions of dollars that effectively do little more than create public service announcements encouraging annual mammograms, sponsor fundraising, quote, races, and provide emotional support for women diagnosed with breast cancer. What they don't do is acknowledge credible studies linking breast cancer to hormonal contraceptives and abortion. And they partner with America's version of Dr. Mengele's medical practice, Planned Parenthood. Did you know that? Did you know that about good old Susan G. Komen? Did you know what they don't do? Is acknowledge credible studies linking breast cancer to hormonal contraceptives and abortion? Did you know those are the two main things that you can do to set yourself up for breast cancer? Use hormonal contraception and get, get a, an abortion. And the more abortions you get, the more your, your risk goes up. Did you know that? There's all kind of credible studies which prove it. And they won't, they won't even acknowledge and act as though it's even a factor because they're straight from the pit of hell, that whole organization, and, and they're going to just cover everything up just like we've documented with these 19 ways they're trying to kill us. This is just one more massive cover-up under the guise of some serpy sweet organization that's supposedly doing good and all they're doing is pure evil as far as I'm concerned. They're absolutely perpetuating lies and pilfering people's pockets and all that money's just basically just you might as well just give you money to Satan. You might as well just go to the satanic church and when they have an altar call or when they, when they tithe at the satanic church, just give your money there, you'd be better off. They partner with America's version of Dr. Mengele's medical practice, Planned Parenthood, as well. Do you know they're yoked up with good old Planned Parenthood? Again, this is more for Christians, what I'm talking about here. Somebody that's unsaved, this isn't going to matter to them. 
Oh, they might say, well, well, I didn't know that about hormonal contraception and abortions, but there may not be any moral issue there where that would be repugnant to them. Maybe they'd say, well, I, you know, that doesn't bother me, but hey, from a physiological standpoint, I didn't know that. Okay, not everybody, but a lot of people that are unsaved would feel that way. The Susan G. Komen Foundation is a cultural icon that is virtually beyond criticism. It might be, it might not be an exaggeration to include it with the motherhood and apple pie as an institution about which nothing but good is allowed to be said. Living people who have suffered the effects of breast cancer are legion. Survivors themselves or related to either survivors or victims, almost everyone who loses someone tragically, whether it be through disease or drunk driver or murder, seeks to, quote, make sense out of their tragedy tragedy by working for the eradication of whatever evil has befallen them. In other words, like somebody that lost their child due to a drunk driver hitting them. Many times they become the biggest advocates against drunk driving. And again, this would be the case with breast cancer. Okay, so probably a lot of like these athletes that are wearing all this stuff, or a lot of the people that wear a lot of the pink garb or, or do the fundraisers, most likely they've been directly impacted by somebody that's died or suffered from breast cancer. So, I don't fault them for that, but they need to get educated on this subject to see what's truly the best way to... to Prevent it. Now, granted, these aren't the only things that contribute to it. I gave you these 19 parts. Many of those things would contribute to not only breast cancer, but all forms of cancer. But the two greatest common denominators that are linked with it are women that use contraceptives and who have had abortions. Now, remember what I said about like the pill and the patch and the contraceptives. Almost all of them, the way that they work, potentially is being abortifactive, meaning they interfere with the proper implementation or implantation of the fertilized egg. Conception begins, uh, life begins at conception. You have a fertilized egg, it goes down the fallopian tube, and then it gets to the uterus. It has to have a proper, the uterine wall has to be um, the right there has to be the right ter- the, the right terrain has to exist in the uterus for that egg to implant. One of the ways the pill or the patch works is interfering with the uterine wall, the the terrain of the uterine wall, whereby you have a fertilized egg that's perfectly healthy, it can't implant because the terrain of the uterus has been. Uh, decimated, essentially, from taking the pill or the patch or whatever hormonal contraceptive. In that way, it acts as an abortifactor. You're aborting the baby. It can't implant. So, it's an abortion, essentially. Then there's the morning after pill, which just kills the baby outright. Or abortions in general. Isn't it weird that that's one of the main the two main things that actually cause breast cancer that they've been able to actually link in scientific studies are, are the hormonal contraceptives and the abortions. It almost sounds like, I don't know, like God's judgment almost. I told you that before about my mom. She had that IUD all those years, and that's, that's an absolute abortifact. And IUDs, it totally interferes with the lining of the uterus. 
doesn't allow the implementation implantation of a fertilized egg. That's the main way it works. And the very place she got cancer was in the uterus. And there was nothing that I could do that was going to change that. I have had her on the most massive protocol you could imagine, supplementally, for cancer. For uterine cancer. It, it, it wasn't going to matter. God was going to, I believe it was God's judgment. Really, now, it was the main, it was the thing that humbled her enough to finally get saved. When she had that stroke that last day, and I looked in her eyes, she was scared. She knew she was dying. Then she had a stroke. I had to literally, literally carry her into the bathroom. And then I had to end up calling 911. She was scared. I led her to the Lord right then. The iron was hot. I struck it. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He had me there for that reason. I was the only one in the house when it happened. She was scared. Fear of God, you know. Godly sorrow leadeth to repentance. You know, sometimes it takes severity to get somebody saved. Sometimes it takes a lot of fear of God to get them saved. She was fearing God. But the very place where probably untold abortions occurred in her body via that IUD, and I don't know, I think she was on birth control after she got the IUD out. The very place in her body was the very place that she got cancer. And I mean, when they, when they went in there to do that surgery... They couldn't even cut into it, I believe. It was just so rock-hard, packed. I mean, it was. she was just... And it spread to all her organs and ultimately killed her. I don't think it's any coincidence. Now, it was the thing that ultimately God used to lead her to the Lord. And I'd always prayed with my parents, whatever it takes, I pray they get saved. Well, it took taking their lives. But it reminds me of this where the two main things that are linked with breast cancer are prior use of hormonal contraceptives and abortion. You see where I'm going with this? How can I think anything other than that? I've got first-hand experience with this, to a certain extent. Susan G. Komen Foundation... Oh, okay, hold on, we already, we already read that. My harsh criticism of the... Of the uh, she calls it SGK, meaning Susan G. Komen Foundation. The SGK Foundation flows from concern about how much the SGK Foundation does not do to prevent breast cancer. They don't care about preventing it. They, they don't care about, they don't want to cure it. That's how they make their money. That's how Jerry's kids make his money. MDA, muscular dystrophy, March of Dimes. Decades and decades and decades. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna find a cure any second. No, you're not. You're never gonna find a cure because you're evil. And giving your money to them is just like basically giving it to Satan. You're giving it to the big pharma cartels. You're giving it to the to the companies that work with the pharma cartels to perpetuate the disease. They don't have a financial incentive to find a cure for any disease. That's how they make their money. That's how they control people. It's a proven fact that most people end up they can work their whole life. And many, many times give all of it back to the medical profession and the pharmaceutical who own the hospitals and who train the doctors essentially through their, through their colleges. They give it all back the last six months of their life. It's a proven fact. You can look at how much money somebody gives back 
in the last six months of their life, and, and if somebody is well off and, and they turn up with some terminal disease and they do everything in their power to try to cure it, and they're left penniless. It happens thousands and thousands of times. That's how they make their money. Um, what SGK Foundation actually achieves is an increase in the occurrence of breast cancer by relentlessly denying the truth of risk factors such as abortion and hormonal contraceptives. See, by covering up the truth and by acting as though it's a non-issue, people never even look into that because they trust SGK implicitly. And so they never even find out the truth. So it actually causes an increase in breast cancer, which is all by design. She goes on to say, I'm sorry if this truth is received as a slap in the face by those who desperately seek to do something in response to the scourge of breast cancer. There are things which can be done, but they're being done by other breast cancer organizations less well-known and lacking in SGK's foundational resources and friendly press. When do you ever see anything negative about them? I got this, this sickening Christian magazine the other day. It was free. I just figured I'd look through it. There was one good thing I got out of it, but it was just one lukewarm thing after another. And there were two articles in there. One was about how you need to get your flu shot, of course. You know, you got you got to do this, you know. And then the other was about Susan G. Komen. And, and here I am, and I'm thinking, this organization is totally satanic. Totally satanic. And Christians, for the most part, don't even have a remote clue about this. They are totally of the world. They totally work with the world. And whenever any organization is like that, you have to suspect the worst. And that's what I'm confirming to you today. The worst. Okay, going further. Seeking a cure for breast cancer is a good thing. But not if it includes killing more women and children that it can ever hope to save through a cure. Not only has all their money produced nothing except splashy publicity and sympathy events, they also ignore the truths that can actually help people prior to finding a cure. See, what that proves is that they don't care about people, women with breast cancer. They could care less. They're just here to present this little syrupy sweet front, get your money, Keep you in the dark and make sure breast cancer rates just keep exploding. That's why they're there. To perpetuate the disease, not cure it. That's why all those organizations are there. American Cancer Society, like I said, MDA, Jerry's Kids, March of Dimes, they're all there to perpetuate the disease. Because these people in the main are looking at those organizations thinking, well, they're cutting edge. If there's a cure... They're going to tell us first. No, they're not. They're going to be the last ones you'll ever hear about it. Because they're there to design to keep you in the dark so you will die. That's Satan's agenda. You die. Kill, steal, destroy. Remember? So, that makes them complicit in the many deaths from the very disease for which they they hope to find, supposedly hope to find a cure. They're complicit. And all these women that continue to die from breast cancer, the Susan G. Komen Foundation is complicit. They're greasing the skids for their death. They're pointing them totally to the medical profession if they do get cancer. Get your, get your poison. Get your, get your uh, diluted mustard gas. That's what chemo is. 
Okay, mustard gas. It's poison. Get your unbelievably toxic radiation. Treat it that way. Get your bilateral radical mastectomies. I've even, uh, years ago, and this is probably still done, but they came out and they were actually advocating if you were at high risk for breast cancer, I'm not making this up, bilateral double, double radical mastectomies, totally cutting off both breasts and all the lymph nodes associated with them, just because you're at high risk. That's what they were, that's what they're advocating. I remember a lady, she lived across the street from us, uh, from my parents, her name was Laura, actually a very wicked person, found out, not really didn't know it at the time, but found out later, she was really not good. Uh, and I'm not saying that because I mean I'm like Mr. Perfect, I'm just saying she, <laughs> I don't want to get into the details, but she had really some bad, bad stuff going on. But anyway, I can remember being at a party that they had a long time ago. Some, I forget what it was even for. My parents wanted me to go, um, I don't know, some like dinner thing they had. And I can remember her standing there and her talking to somebody about when she found out she had been diagnosed with, I guess, I don't know, breast cancer or something. And I don't even think that her, her initial diagnosis was that bad. That was the impression I got. And she was talking to the doctor over the phone. And the doctor said, well, you know, if it were me, I would just go ahead and have the total bilateral double radical mastectomy. And and just in case, lymph nodes and all. And she said, and she basically was telling whoever she was talking to, she says, you know, she says, I, 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 I was there on the phone and I just had this, I'm almost like a feeling of empowerment. She was like, she was telling this in a way that she was actually proud of herself when she said back to the doctor, you know, and at that point I said, yeah, let's just go ahead and do it. Let's, let's just cut them both off. Everything. Take it all. Radical, the lymph nodes, everything. And she was so proud of herself. It was almost like she felt she was so empowered by this decision she had made. And I looked at her in an absolute disbelief and horror. And I said, are you kidding me? I couldn't, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. That's always been my problem, ever since I started finding out truth. I'm like, what? I, I, I couldn't even believe what I was hearing. But that was her mindset. I can't understand that. I'm sorry, I don't understand it. I'm sure that probably to this day, if she's still alive, she's, you know, probably one of the main ones helping this cursed, wicked organization perpetuate more lies. I, I just, I'll never forget that. Let's go further. From, it's www.abortionbreastcancer.com If you want to know more about this link, abortionbreastcancer.com We read, quote, publication of the first uh, edition of this book, was prompted by the author's knowledge that much of the recent surge in breast cancer was attributable to avoidable risks. Read here, and there's a link for more of the ABCs of breast cancer link. Okay, and, and again, if you want to know more about the subject, just click on this link. It's going to be on page 14, uh, 13 or 14 of this PDF. Cancer groups lie to women about the risks of using combined estrogen 
uh, and progesterone hormonal replacement therapy and, quote, the pill, when conclusive evidence of breast cancer risk became available in the 1980s they've known about this. And they are still lying about abortion. See, they've known about this since the 1980s. They probably knew about it way before that. But they're going to do whatever they can do to keep you in the dark so more and more women keep getting breast cancer. You see, it serves their agenda in two ways. If they're causing more and more women to get abortions and to abort their own babies through contraception, through, through the pill and those types of things. See, those are viewed as sacrifices to Satan by the Satanists that actually make these products by the ones that actually do the abortions, the one that own the abortion clinics, the one that make the contraceptives, the, 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 the big pharma companies. They view those aborted babies as sacrifices to Satan. Those little babies, I don't care if it's a fertilized egg, they're no less precious in God's sight than a nine-month term baby. I don't believe they are. A life is a life. God said to Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee, and ordained thee in the prophet, and ordained thee a prophet under the nations. So he knows us before we're born. So I'm just flat out telling you that that's how they view it. They've known about it since the 1980s, and they're still lying about it, and also about abortion. Totally satanic. What we're talking about here. How many Christians, women in particular you know, have maybe not abortion, but hormonal contraceptives, they weren't aware of this stuff. Maybe they weren't aware how IUDs worked. I don't know. Maybe they weren't aware how the patch worked. I don't know. But I'm flattered here to tell you the truth. Because I love you enough to tell you the truth. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16, most of the time, you tell some of the truth, you become their enemy. Oh well, your life's not a popularity contest as a Christian. You know, it's just not. Doesn't mean you're better, but you love enough. You love them enough to tell them the truth. Most people remember that, that one of the the main signs of the end times: the love of many shall wax cold. They don't. They don't care. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to do. Oh, come on! I, I, I'd be stepping on too many toes. You know, I don't want to say that to them. You know, I have. You know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm here to give you the truth, and I'm telling you, this stuff's irrefutable. Key on this link, abortionbreastcancer.com. Or do some more research in this area. I'm not making this stuff up. The the SGK Foundation, remember, that stands for Susan G. Komen, rejects all of this. The links between hormone replacement therapy, the pill, the abortion, how that links into breast cancer. They reject all of that. Because they're of the father of the devil, they are of their father of the devil and of his lust they will do. That's why they reject it. They, they, they live in darkness. Because they love darkness. Why? Because their deeds were evil. That's what the Bible talks about. Men love darkness because their deeds were evil. They're evil like the devil. You notice how evil is the last part of the word devil? Just a little side note there, a little sidebar. They've rejected all this, and they deny the, the validity of such studies as if the studies had no value whatsoever. This all proves how satanic they really are. I pray for justice for the Susan G. Coleman Foundation. God's righteous judgment on them. That the truth would come out regarding them. 
Going further, it says, I realize that the breast cancer epidemic has been tremendously profitable for the cancer establishment. You bet it, you betcha, it sure has. Continued Malik, he's a, I guess, one of the guys commentating here. He goes on to say, but those who participated in this cover-up should be deeply ashamed of themselves for the incredible suffering they've inflicted. Think of all the breast cancer deaths and suffering that could have been avoided had this information been known. These people are cold, calculating abortion zealots, driven by greed and fear of widespread medical malpractice lawsuits. That's another reason they want to keep it covered up. If you want to read more about that, there's a link you can click on there. So the best thing women can do for themselves to lower the risk of breast cancer is to refrain from abortions and the use of hormonal contraceptives. But most don't want to hear this because they're either because they and or their male partners want to have sex without the risk of procreation, or they consider procreation itself a greater risk, health risk than cancer. See this article by Jill Stanek on that subject. There's a little link you can click on there. Now, smokers do not deny the risks they take. Aborting and contracepting women do, though. Now, a lot of them do it, though, because they don't know there's a risk. Breast cancer-wise. Okay. But in other words, a smoker who's smoking, he knows he's taking a risk of getting lung cancer. Whereas women that are getting multiple abortions or even one, or or women that are using contraceptives or the the pill or the patch or whatever, they a lot of times won't even acknowledge that there's a problem there, that there's even a health risk. I don't know what the spiritual implications are. That's between them and God. I'm not saying God can't forgive you for that, but, uh, you know... The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, this is iniquity that you may be regarding in your heart that you may not even know is iniquity. That's why the Bible says, cleanse me from secret sin, from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over me. That's why you hear me pray that a lot. Because that should be, and that was David talking. Cleanse me of presumptuous sins. What's a presumptuous sin? A sin you presume is not a sin. You're presuming falsely, though. And secret faults that they would not have dominion over me. If you've prayed that, and you're hearing this for the first time, maybe this is God showing you a presumptuous sin that you thought not to be a sin in times past. You know... I'm not going to tell you I'm sorry for bursting your bubble. I'm giving you the truth. I'm giving you the truth in love. This makes me mad. I mean, this fires me up. I hate it when, particularly when Christians call something evil. Good. This is evil. And many Christians say, oh no, they're above reproach. They're slime. They're the lowest kind of slime. They perpetuate lies. They profit off lies. And hopefully we've already proved that. We've got a long way to go. So, by aborting and contracepting women, not admitting this, this connection between what they're doing and health risks, that makes smokers both morally superior and, intellect, and more intellectually honest than the women using them. Now, granted, they may not be aware of it, the women. Okay? So I'm not out here to, like, make this blanket condemnation, but I am here to 
let you know the facts here. Research shows abortion breast cancer link. The researchers affirmed previous studies showing that a full-term pregnancy before the age of 35 reduces the long-term risk of developing breast cancer. Wow. That's pretty cool. Let me read that again. Researchers, and again, the links here, if you want to see the research, the researchers affirm previous studies that show a full-term pregnancy before the age of 35 reduces long-term risk of developing breast cancer. Why, why isn't that front and center in Susan G. Coleman's website? Well, no, that, that would perpetuate, number one, that would perpetuate and grow the population. They're of the father of the devil. They want to see depopulation. They want to see women die from breast cancer. They, they want to keep them in the dark. They want these women to curse themselves by getting abortions, by, by staying on the hormonal uh, contraceptives, pill patch, whatever. So that their body turns into a little mini abortion factory. They want, they know, Satan knows that's cursing those women. He knows, what, am I, I'm gonna say you're gonna get blessed for it? Well, I wasn't aware of it. Well, you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge according to Hosea 4 6. You know? That's what it is. This is reproving the unfruitful works of darkness and having Hopefully no fellowship with them. We're reproving. We're making them manifest. We're shedding light on them. That's what we're doing with this. See, I get into subjects not a lot of people get into. But can you see how this would affect you potentially from a spiritual standpoint? In your standing with the Lord Jesus Christ, you see how this might be something that could come between you and the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God? If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I can see this as a tremendous way to get your prayers hindered. I can see this as a tremendous way to potentially bring a curse on yourself by not knowing this information. I mean, just the birth control issue alone. How it actually works. If you want to know more about the abortion thing, just key in abortion in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and... See what that says. I get into the whole thing on that. How they, these people that own these abortion clinics, they literally are occultists many, many, many times. They're witches, warlocks, whatever you want to call them. And they view those those babies that are being aborted as sacrifices to Artemis or Lilith or Moloch or Chemosh or whatever devil deity they're worshipping. So going further, they said the fact was well established and that their own research renewed the evidence for it. Karen Michaels of of Brigham and Women's Hospital, who headed the study, said that someone who has had an abortion misses out on the potential benefit she would have had if she had had a full-term pregnancy. And there's a link to that study. Now, I'm going to have to speed this up here because I'm running out of time. The SGK Foundation refuses to tell women that the use of the pill dramatically increases the risk of breast cancer. Not just a little bit, dramatically What would we think of an organization that focused on cures for lung cancer and didn't bother to tell anyone that smoking was the significant risk factor? Think about that. What would we think of, okay, the American Lung Association? Okay. They pretty much admit that. I mean, even on the the cigarettes now, you see all these warnings and stuff. Okay, what would we think of an organization that focused on a cure for lung cancer and didn't bother to tell anybody that smoking was a significant risk factor? Well, we would say that's abhorrent. Well, that's exactly what good old Susan G. Komen does every single day. Except, to me, smoking 
is pales in comparison to aborting a baby. Whether it be through hormonal contraception or through abortions. It pales. How could you compare the two? Think about that. They also support killing more women through Planned Parenthood than they will ever save through finding a cure for breast cancer. Why? Because they're yoked up with Planned Parenthood. Well, what a match made in hell that is. Why should that surprise us? We're going to learn more about that soon. It is claimed that Susan G. Komen Foundation does so much good. Exactly what have they done? What did they do to conquer breast cancer other than to collect massive amounts of sympathy money to find a cure for something whose exploding occurrence could be reduced by personal decisions made by many women? We already know how to massively decrease the risk. Don't use hormonal contraceptions. Don't get abortions. Why support a group that so outrageously lies and supports the homicide of more babies in the womb than it can ever hope to save outside it? Each year, Christians raise their concern about supporting Komen, specifically because Komen donates money to Planned Parenthood. So see, when you donate to Komen, they're donating to Planned Parenthood, the main baby killer source of all the planet, pretty much. Most Christians unknowingly assist Komen in their fundraising efforts, which goes against the teachings of the Bible as stated in the Fifth Commandment, where it says, you shall not kill. How can anyone with a conscience contribute to this organization? Susan G. Komen Foundation's partnership with Planned Parenthood is reprehensible. Planned Parenthood's roots are so deeply embedded in the American eugenics program that unlike most rhetorical exaggerations, comparisons, and links to Nazi Germany are not without merit. Hitler received inspiration, direct guidance, and documented praise from Planned Parenthood. Hitler did. They've been around a long time. Planned Parenthood. You, see, you, you look at the slimy roots of Planned Parenthood, how they started. I get into that, I'm pretty sure, in that abortion teaching. It's called the occult roots of abortion. But if you just can't abortion it, contendingfortruth.com, you'll, you'll see it. You'll probably see a lot of other places I talked about it as well. Let's go further. Susan G. Komen and the BPA Cancer Link. I, I just, I really want to expose them as much as I can. I know that I could keep going, but I, I want to just really get in a whole bunch of, of um, worthy shots on them. Because, you know, all you ever see is one side of the story from the government elite controlled media. Now I'm going to actually give you the truth. I'm giving you the truth today about the, um, the true side. The, this, is the, this is the real Susan G. Komen, what we're talking about today. So, in the face of mounting scientific ev- evidence, Susan G. Komen, for the cure, a nonprofit devoted to wiping out breast cancer, yeah, right, has published statements on its website that dismiss links between the disease and the ubiquitous chemical bisphenol A, or BPA, while simultaneously funding research exploring that connection. Now, the BPA is what is in the uh, cheap water bottles. You get bottled water in. That's one of the main ways they're trying to kill us, too. All the, the uh, plastic, the stuff that leaches from the cheap plastic into the water. It's another good way they're trying to kill us. That also uh, is a total hormonal disruptor, another feminizing of men thing. Uh, they put BPA on cash register receipts. If you can take a receipt, and you know how if you like bend it or you take like a, uh, uh, a dime and you scrape it, and if it changes that color like that, it's, got, it's loaded with BPA. Uh, Walgreens and uh, I think CVS are real bad for that. The, 
but not all cash register receipts have it, but it's horrific, put it that way, okay? Totally been linked with breast cancer, okay? More than 100 studies connect BPA to breast cancer in humans, while others have established the link in lab animals. Okay, so there's 100 studies that have been done that prove this. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimated that BPA in the bodies is in the bodies of more than 90% of the U.S. population. In April of last year, however, Komen deemed the uh, deemed the chemical safe. Good old Susan G. Komen. They really want to find that cure. Hundred studies proving proving that it's linked with breast cancer in humans. But as of April last year, Komen wanted to comfort all of its women and, and the men supporting it and say, oh, it's, it's perfectly safe, even though we know it causes it. Do you understand how bad they want you to die from the very thing they say, supposedly, they're trying to help you with? And, and how very, very badly they want you to keep getting those abortions and keep going to Planned Parenthood and keep taking your hormonal contraceptives because they're all about serving Satan. I'll tell you what, they're, they're, they're good at what they do. They're good at what they do, but I'm here to expose them. Here's the next story. Susan G. Komen, Buckets for the Cure program. This is one of my favorite. The buckets you buy make no difference. The whole push behind the Buckets for the Cure pink washing campaign of Komen for the Cure is to convince people to buy more fried chicken. Oh good, trans fatty acid fried where they use the grease over and over and over. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the more you use that grease over and over and over, the more carcinogenic it becomes. Particularly if you're using something like canola oil, which is actually referred to as rapeseed oil, which is shouldn't be consumed by any human being on the planet. It's total garbage. But the grease that they fry over and over and over, that they fry chicken, anything deep fried, the more you cook the grease, the more trans Fatty acids it produces, and they are more and more and more and more. The more, you, the more you reuse the grease, the more you reheat it, the more trans fats are produced, and the more those are all carcinogenic. So, yeah, buckets for the cure. You're, you're eating fried chicken laced with MSG as well, and which is totally cancer-causing, but you just go ahead and you buy those buckets of fried chicken. It's almost like... The Satanists that are liter and the Luciferians that literally are behind all of this, they gotta think we're so stupid. They really must think that for the most part the sheeple people are primed to be taken. Because I mean this is so flagrant and in, in, in your face that it, it defies anything I can comprehend here. Um they're they're doing this to supposedly to supposedly quote end breast cancer forever, Susan G. Coleman. Yeah, I mean, after what we've already read, oh, who could question that? But, and this is from Mike Adams at Natural News, but Natural News has learned that there is no relationship between how many buckets of chicken are purchased by consumers and how much money KFC supposedly donates to Komen for the cure. It should be Komen for the perpetuation, not Komen for the cure. Komen for the perpetuation of breast cancer. We want to promote it. We want to perpetuate it. Consumer purchases of fried chicken don't raise money for anything. So it's all a lie. What, what more would you expect from this devil organization? As it's stated directly on Komen for the Cure promotional website, quote, customer purchases of KFC buckets during the promotion will not directly increase the total contribution. <laughs> it's, they're just total liars. See the small print at the bottom of the screen capture. There's links to every single thing I'm saying to prove what I'm saying. 
Okay? And yet, Komen for the Cure website proudly proclaims, quote, each bucket makes a difference. Help make the, the largest single donation to end breast cancer forever. End of quote. They're truly, truly deserving of our prayers. Susan G. Komen. As it stated, um, oh, hold on, I already read that. This is an outright lie. Each bucket you buy doesn't make any difference at all, as is admitted on their own website. This is an organization promoting fried chicken as a cure for breast cancer and using deceptive language to imply that buying fried chicken raises money for ending cancer. But you have to read the small print to learn that's not really true at all. So we have layers of fraud upon fraud happening here. Number one, eating fried chicken will cure cancer. Number two, buying fried chicken will result in a monetary donation for Komen for the Cure. Uh, Fraud number three, that Komen for the Cure will ever, quote, end breast cancer forever, end of quote. These are all fraudulent marketing claims being made by Susan G. Komen for the Cure, which is really a big pharma front group. Please understand, that's all it is. It's just a big pharma damage control front group to take your money and to perpetuate the very disease they supposedly are saying they're here to help cure. And to make sure that all these women stay, keep getting their abortions, keep going to Planned Parenthood, and keep staying on the hormonal contraceptives. They're they're accomplishing so many evil agendas uh, via Susan G. Komen. Satan must be so uh, proud of SGK. I mean, he's got to be just brimming with pride over them, over this organization. It's really a, a big pharma front group that causes, that causes breast cancer by irritating women's breasts with radiation machines called mammography, which are actually increase the risk for breast cancer every time a woman receives one. Now we're going to get into mammography, which is another way they totally are killing you. And in another way, they're totally deceiving you and perpetuating the disease. Now, before you, before you, you know, so, okay, that's it, I, I can't take any more. Well, listen to what I got to say. He that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. That's what the Bible says. Mammograms don't help, they harm women. This is from uh, an article, this is from actually 08. Uh, like all x-rays, mammograms utilize doses of ionizing radiation to create this image. They're using radiation to create the image, okay? Like all x-rays. The image is then analyzed for any abnormal growth. Mammography is now receiving sizable opposition because of the high error rates and high radiation levels involved in the procedure. It's like every single thing you could do to maximize your risk for developing breast cancer, Susan G. Coleman is right at the spear tip promoting that. You see how evil this is? The rate of false positives and false negatives are alarming for mammographies, mammograms, whatever. 70 to 80 percent of all positive mammograms do not show any presence of cancer upon biopsy. 70 to 80 percent of all positive mammograms, do not show any presence of cancer upon biopsy. Additionally, mammograms have a high rate of missed tumors, meaning false negatives. In the book, Politics of Cancer, Dr. Samuel Samuel S. Epstein claims that in women ages 40 to 49, 25% have their cancer missed 
by mammography. Many women depend on an annual mammogram to diagnose breast cancer, though. Recent studies show, however, that an annual mammogram may actually increase your risk of developing breast cancer from 1% to 3%. So every time you go in there and get your mammogram, you've just upped your risk of getting breast cancer by 1% to 3% every time. It reminds me of this study that Hugh Funnenberg did, the, um, one of the world's leading immunogenicists, on flu shots. And he was saying how every time you went in and got a flu shot, your risk of developing Alzheimer's disease because of the aluminum in the flu shot went up, I don't know, 1% to 2%. And, any, and I think if you had like five consecutive ones, it was like a 10% increased risk overall. It's all by design. It's all by design to get you into their system, to defile you, body, soul, and spirit, for you to bring curses on yourself, and you don't even know you're bringing curses on yourself. The roots of the medical profession are evil. Do the, look at the study I did on pharmacia. I mean, I take you right back to when it was formed, these, these companies. It's evil. Going further, let's see here. Um, this is because, okay, this, the risk from 1% to 3% every time you get a mammogram is because the breast is, is one of the parts of the body most sensitive to radiation exposure. And you, you're telling me they don't know that? Sure they do. It is second only to fetal tissue. In addition, by the age of 50, approximately 45% of women will have cancer cells present in their breasts. These cells remain dormant in most women. See, we've all pretty much got cancer in us at any particular given time. It's if the cancer starts to multiply out of control, then it becomes a problem. Most of the time, the immune system will deal with it, and it'll go away. Most people don't know that about cancer. Okay? So, uh, by the age of 45, women have cancer cells present in their breasts. Approximately... uh, Okay, by the age of 50, approximately 45% of women have cancer in their breasts. These cells remain dormant in most women. However, if you are in this group of women, you are at an increased risk of these cells uh, becoming active. Research has uncovered a gene called oncogene AC that is highly sensitive to even small doses of radiation. A significant percentage of women have this gene, and this could increase the risk of mammogram-induced cancer. It's all by design. Truly, they are trying to kill us. Since mammograms were introduced, the occurrence of a form of breast cancer called ductal carcinoma in situ has increased by over 300%. Thank you, mammograms. Thank you. Thank you. So, since they were introduced, occurrence of of the breast cancer called ductal carcinoma in situ has increased by 300%. Again, all by design. Funnel them right into the very system that created it. You know, we create the breast cancer through the, uh, through the promotion of your hormonal contraceptives, your abortions. Tell, oh, the, you know, there's, there's no, uh, eat all the, the buckets of fried chicken you can possibly eat. BPH has no link for breast cancer. They just lie upon lie upon lie. Get your, get your yearly mammogram every time you do. Hey, not only are we making money off that, but we know you're going to be in here for a customer sooner or later because your risk is going to go up 1% to 3%. And so the very thing they end up creating the medical profession through Susan G. Coleman and through other propaganda machines, then they benefit from it in the end because then you're, you come in there, you're a surgical candidate, wow, I'm going to get my bilateral double mastectomy, radical mastectomy? It's unbelievable. 
200% increase, 200% of this increase is thought to be due to the mammogram. Mammography may also contribute to the spread of existing cancer cells due to the enormous pressure placed on the woman's breast during the procedure. According to some physicians, this compression may even cause existing cancer cells to metastasize from the affected breast tissue. And you're telling me they don't know that? Sure they know it, and they're doing it all by design to kill you. Russell L. Blaylock, MD, estimates that the annual radiological breast exams increase the risk of breast cancer by 2% a year. And that's a good MD, Russell Blaylock. 2% a year. Well, you go 10 years, that's 20%. What if you went 30 years? Now you're into the 60% range. So you have to understand something too about radiation. Radiation dose is cumulative. It's just not like you go in there, you get a mammogram, and the radiation's gone the next day. Now, there are certain things I believe that can chelate, or not chelate, but get radiation out of your system. The bentonite clay is one of the things that's been proven to help do that. The bentonite clay. Uh, Come to think of it, you may want to even, you know, the bentonite clay can actually be applied externally in like a poultice. I'm just saying, for, for a localized situation, if you'd had a ton of mammograms, might not be a bad idea. Sure couldn't hurt. You know, you take it internally, you apply it externally. Probably, you know, here's another thing I I found out the other day. This is really neat. Now, there's never been one documented case of a person using the Invive mild silver protein that I advocate, the very, very strong stuff, and having a case of Argyria. Now, this is a side note, okay, sidebar, but I was going to mention this and I forgot to. But, the people that make it with the little generators, you know, the, and I, I mean, I, I met a lady in Topeka when I spoke that night at, on that avion flu thing. And she was morbidly gray. It was a pastor's wife, Hebrew Roots pastor's wife. She comes up to me, shakes my hand, she says, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm pastor whatever's wife. And I drink the colloidal silver, I think she's like 16 ounces a day or something, with some unbelievable amount. I make it myself, it turned me gray, but I don't get sick. Uh-huh. Argyria is a benign condition. It's not like you get Argyria and die. Those are the people that turn gray from drinking too much. Now, it's I've never seen a case. It's normally always when people make it themselves with their generators. They're cheap ionic silver. It's not colloidal silver. It's It has a very, very short half-life in the body. But that form of colloidal silver or ionic silver builds up in the soft tissue if you're drinking copious amounts particularly. I had read a um, that uh, the interview that I did um, where I kind of talked about it a little bit the audio interviews two weeks back where Joyce Riley was interviewing that lady for the Gulf War not the Gulf War but the Gulf Syndrome the Gulf of Mexico where all the oil spilled out the Corexit and they had mentioned that one of the people that had Argyria was doing bentonite clay masks and poultices because it turns you gray all over and literally. The um the it was sucking the um the this cheap ionic silver that had built up in their soft tissue. It was sucking it right out of there, and they were their skin was turning back to normal. Huh. I've never I've never seen uh, a uh, a cure for Argyria ever. That was the first thing I've ever heard. So if the clay can do that, and again, if you want to know more about that, go two weeks back to that PDF. And you'll see all the stuff on clay about that. I think it could be really, really good for 
excess radiation that you might have been exposed to in a lifetime. You can do this stuff externally, take it internally. Iodine's very good to protect your thyroid. Um, I believe charcoal has some applications, but the clay, particularly for radiation, is really good. And I think in one of those, those studies, I think I even posted all the radiation remedies. I think it was at the two weeks ago, I posted all the radiation remedies at the very bottom of the PDF. So clay's not the only thing you can do. So, anyway, let's go further. I'm almost out of time here. Uh, okay, so Russell Blaylock estimates the annual radiological breast exams increase the risk of breast cancer by 2% a year. Over a 10-year period, the risk will have increased by 20%. Another estimation is that one rad, one rad of radiation, it's a, it's a radiation measurement, increases the breast cancer risk by 1% and is equivalent to one year's natural aging. Hence, if a woman has yearly mammograms from the age of 55 to 75, she will receive at least 20 rads of radiation. What if she starts at 20? I mean, it's just a matter of time before she gets breast cancer. All by design. Everything about the medical profession is designed to generate repeat and reoccurring revenue and potential customers. That's what it's all designed to do. It's all about the money and the control and the greed and the suppression of true information about how to actually really cure things instead of just treating symptoms and waiting for the disease to happen or creating an environment for the disease to happen, which is what mammograms do, which is what hormonal therapies, um, contraception does, which is what abortions do. They're creating the environment for that to happen. And I don't know what's happening on a spiritual level. With the other two things I mentioned, I don't know. Can't be good. The mainstream medical establishment is largely ignoring safe and effective alternatives to mammography. One such option is digital mammography, which is a mammogram in which the X-ray is replaced by a solid-state detectors that convert X-rays into electric signals. Though radiation is still used, the kind of this kind of digital mammography requires a much smaller amount. The electrical signals are used to create images that can be electronically manipulated. A physician can enhance, magnify, and optimize different parts of the breast tissue image without having to take an additional image. Learn more, and they give you a link there. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very skeptical about anything in the medical profession. I'm sorry. I am. I mean, how can I not be? Anyway, that's all we have for today. That's going to be the end of this 19... 19- parts, uh, actually it was ended up being 20 with the bonus information about what we just covered here. So uh, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer and um, we'll go from there. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I thank you that you've allowed us to come together once again and uh, go over this information, Lord. Uh, I just pray that your word, your truth, wherever it is being pre- or preached or taught worldwide would be blessed. Uh, would go forth with power, Lord God, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. I pray you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that um, if there's anything that's hindering our prayers, Lord God, that you would reveal them to us, and that we would get right with you, Lord, that we would serve you mightily all the days of our life, that um, the body of Christ, that you would bless the body of Christ, that uh, your name would be glorified through us, 
and that many would be saved as a result of your efforts through the body of Christ. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.